0: Here is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belisle. Trap drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Oh, my God. There, over there. The word, the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a Eleven, month. exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. And it's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey bootsandwhiskeypodcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, my name is Jim. Today we have a very special conversation coming at you with the very lovely Lauren Davidson. Uh, Lauren is a singer-songwriter out of the New York, New Jersey area. She is also the founder and head of Urban Country Jam which will be live this Thursday night at Loretta's last call in Boston, Massachusetts, right outside of Fenway park. Hopefully the day after we close out the series against the Astros. But now that I've said that it'll probably be, you know, game seven, but whatever. Um, so I hope you enjoy this conversation with Lauren. Um, very sweet girl. Um, What I like about Lauren the most is she's no nonsense. You know, she's very particular about her craft and what she's doing and the business side of this business, and it's absolutely incredible to see. You know, this is is a girl that you're going to hear from, you know, big time in the years to come, and I wish her nothing but the best, and I hope for the best for her, and I look forward to meeting her. Um, in person on Thursday night at Loretta's I will be there, you know, thanks to her and Urban Country Jam for letting me take part of this evening and see all of my friends I've made along the way here and pretty much everybody has been on the podcast from Annie Bropes to Russell James, April Cushman will be there, she will be on the podcast later in season one, um. Gabby Patrice, she's also slated to be on. We're still trying to nail her down as well. Um, Daniel Miller, he's been on. He was great. He was a lot of fun. I really liked Daniel a lot, and I look forward to meeting him in person. Um, I don't think I missed anybody, but if I did, sorry. Um, but without further ado, as always, Mitch Max, thank you so much. Um, Rowdy Rhodes, Dirt Roads Scholar Supply Company. Um, American Grit and Grace and Afterglow Boutique thank you all so much for your love and support um, I couldn't do a lot of this without you and everybody else thank you all so much for your support and your listens and your likes and comments um, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts please go and rate the show um, and say something nice um, any help would help so, without further ado, um, the very sweet and very talented Lauren Davidson. Enjoy.
2: Hi, Lauren. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: Good, good.
2: Thanks okay, for... Okay, I'm glad that worked.
1: Thanks for Sorry, the first some time I some sh-
2: things around. Oh, no problem at all. The first time I uh, came in here, it was like, start your own podcast. I was like, well, that's not right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, It's been an interesting... Um, way to do this and um i'm looking at other ways to to get this done for the next season but for now this this seems
2: pretty cool like compared to some of the other things i've
1: done yeah you know and so far it's worked out really well where you know you know it's been easy to get in and out easy yeah out. so so you know it is what it is you know it's it's all new for everybody so (laughs) all the technology
2: things thank you 2020
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um so like i said thank you so much for being with me today
0: um you
1: know we we kind of connected through the whole urban country jam thing so um i'd like to talk a a little bit about that and how you got into that and where that all started from if if you want to give us the lowdown
2: there yeah so urban country jam is i create co-create and i've also been Uh, performing as part of Urban Country Jam and the idea behind it was to have this mini festival that features emerging artists in different cities and urban settings. So I'm from New York City and I really hated how big country music was here.
1: All right sorry about that.
2: No it's okay. I was like (laughs) um.
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah great conversation and then all of a sudden gone. Um,
2: Well, it's funny because I saw you drop, but it was still going on my end.
1: And I was like, I'm just going to
2: keep talking. Like, maybe we'll come back. And then it just dropped the whole thing. I was like, never mind.
1: All right. So
2: we just start over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, I mean, we didn't lose anything from the previous. So like we were talking about Urban Country Jam, how you got into that.
2: Okay. Yeah. So Urban Country Jam is this mini festival that I co-created and I host and I've been lucky enough to perform in. And uh, the idea behind it was to feature emerging artists in urban settings in cities, much like mine. I live in New York City, um, and I've been here for quite some time making music. And I just really hated how big country music was here. But there really just was like no community. It was kind of every man for himself. When you play a club or a, a venue in New York, unless you're on like a major tour, um, there's a bunch of different acts on the bill each night. It didn't really feel like an event It was just kind of like every man for himself mentality. You're bringing your own audience, you're playing your, you know, 40 to 60 minute set. And then the next person comes and there was no camaraderie amongst uh, musicians or like community like you experience in Nashville. But there's so many country music artists or Americana artists and country music fans here in New York. So I wanted to create some kind of community and some kind of event Where we could all come together you know any given night where there's an urban country jam you know it's going to be amazing talent and a good time so we had the first show in february of 2020 it was sold out at the cutting room in new york city and then the pandemic hit and we couldn't perform anywhere and you know everyone was pivoting and so i moved it into the virtual space um and i raised a crowdfunding campaign a gofundme campaign so that i could pay artists uh for their time and talent because everyone was virtually out of work. And artists of our level, you know, make all of our money from playing shows. You know, we get very little money from streaming, but we make our income from playing shows. And with that being taken away, um, I really wanted to try and like help other artists and still stay connected to other artists and fans during that downtime, so to speak. So we moved to- Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You go, yeah. (laughs)
1: I was just going to say I agree, like it's, it you know, it, it's incredible on how how quickly everything changed, but, you know, with you doing this, you know, allowed it to continue.
2: It really did, and it was really special because we were able to connect with people from all over the country, just everyone in general, like moving to a virtual space, like you don't have to be in New York to perform, or you don't have to be in New York to participate and watch so it was cool for me to get to connect with artists all over the country. We had Craig Campbell on, um, Anna Voss, my friends, Honey County from the West Coast. Um, a bunch of, like, the New England artists did my Christmas one. And it was just really fun to be able to stay connected to other artists who've become my friends during that time, too. And then to have fans, you know, from all over the country or even all over the world. We had people turning, tuning in from, you know, the U.K. and from... Germany and like all over the world because we're in this virtual space, which is really cool. But now you know that everything's back open and live music is thriving. Um, We just had the first show uh, in my hometown in New Jersey, which was like our soft relaunch, so to speak. And then we're getting ready to head up to Boston, and then we're doing um, an official relaunch in New York City back at the Cutting Room uh, in November. So it's it's really cool to round out the year that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. You know, when I when I heard about this and saw it for the first time, it was like, huh, you know, all of, all of these artists that are gonna be there, are all artists that I have, you know, come to really learn about and enjoy and, mm-hmm. you know, come to know on a personal level. So I'm really excited to see it the way you're presenting it. And I think it's gonna be great.
2: Thanks, I mean, me too. I just, I mean, the main focus too, is like for each of these artists, you know, myself included, to come together for an amazing night, a supportive, collaborative night, but also a place to showcase our original music. You know, um, a lot of artists at lower levels are still playing cover gigs and they don't always have the opportunity to share their own music with the world. But this is, you know, this is that showcase where every artist is playing all their own music all night long. I mean, you know, maybe you'll hear a cover or two in everyone's set, but, you know, the focus is on these artists and who they are and what makes them special and the, the stories they have to tell.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's funny but to hear you talk about um, the lack of camaraderie in New York with the artists there and then, you know, cause I haven't seen that, you know, firsthand, you know, obviously I'm at a different right. level, um, but, you know, from the stories I hear, you know, it's very, it's very different Around here, you know, I I did a local country festival a couple of Mm -hmm. you know back in September, and you know, seeing those artists interact with each other, it was almost like family. So it's
2: I mean a lot of there's not like it's not not like friends or family. It's just there's only so many opportunities. We're all playing in different places, so there's not a lot of opportunity for us all to come together and play a show together. Like even in New England, like yes, you have that. What was it, local? Is it called like local country fest? Yeah, yeah. Like that was one time where they could all come together. Otherwise, you know, they're all separated amongst the different states up there playing different venues on the same night. It's hard to go see each other's shows and support each other. And thank God for social media that we can all support each other that way and stay connected that way. But aside from that, it's it's rare that we all kind of get to be in the same room uh, on the same night. And kind of do something together so that's yeah. kind of what this is
1: oh, okay yeah all right so then i i misheard you i apologize but yeah it's all good yeah no yeah you're, you're absolutely right because you know i hear it for the from these guys too where it's like you know i really wish i could go see so and so but i also have a show that night or yeah it happens know, and... so often yeah absolutely um so so tell me a little bit about your musical journey like how how did you start where did you come from how did, what made you decide to this is what i'm going to do
2: Yeah. So my dad was a singer songwriter and there was always a guitar and a piano in my house. And I loved singing uh, from a really young age, but I bit the theater bug kind of early on. So I was singing, but I was also doing community theater and professional theater. And I went to college for musical theater. Um, So I've always been on a stage, but I never really was a songwriter or thought that really that was even something that I was capable of doing. And when I moved to New York City and I was auditioning to try, you know, and do the Broadway thing, I started co- like meeting and collaborating with a lot of different musicians, and I just felt so at home in that world. And I had some like random ideas for some songs that I like wrote down. I always like writing in a journal, and I used to write poetry. And I was like, some of these could be songs. I have some ideas, but I just like don't really know where to begin. Um, And I went to my dad, and I was like, hey, I have some ideas. This might suck, but let's try it. And so we sat down and started writing some songs together. Next thing I knew, I had one song, five songs, 10 songs. And being, you know, no stranger to the stage, just decided to, like, throw a band together and jump up on stage and play these songs. And then it just kind of took on a life of its own. Um, I've never felt more at home sharing my music with an audience, i would never felt more at home sharing my stories and connecting through my stories um, with people. And I kind of just like went for it and never looked back. And you know, that was like seven, seven years ago, I think now.
1: Oh, that that's incredible. So where where's home for you? Like, where, do you, where did you come from to move to New York City?
2: Um, well, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and my family moved when I was three years old to New Jersey, like about an hour outside of Manhattan, Um, and I grew up in Freehold, New Jersey, and we would always come into New York City to like see a Broadway show or have lunch or have dinner or walk around, so it was no stranger to the city, and then I moved back here a few years ago.
1: Nice. All right. So so you're not moving like across country to, to do this. You're 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 staying kind of local and just um, I mean, for
2: now, but, you never know. But yeah, for now. I mean, I grew up here. So like New York, yeah. New Jersey, I have family um, out on Long Island and my mother's from Long Island and my dad, you know, was born and raised in Brooklyn and I have family in Hoboken. So a lot of us are, are very much right here. Nice.
1: Awesome. Now, what, do you, what are you doing in the whole, you know, the Nashville scene sound of everything? Are you are you doing stuff there? Are you yeah. just, you know?
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, pre-pandemic, I was going back and forth uh, to Nashville from New York, you know, a couple times a year, and I was writing or recording or performing. I played Whiskey Jam. I played Bus Call. I've done songwriter rounds. Um, I've gone down to do press, I've played Old Red, I, I did the Ty Bentley show, um, I sang at the Nashville SC soccer game. So like, I've definitely have been, you know, around and in the community. And then obviously, when the pandemic hit, and I couldn't travel, my only real connection to Nashville was I was writing over zoom with a couple of my, my friends. Um, and I just finally, about a month ago, made my first trip back after the whole pandemic and, you know, slowly starting to make those trips again and continue to support my friends there and network with everyone down there and reemerge myself in the community. But I mean, New York is my home and urban country jam is something that I'm really trying to grow. And I'm trying to tour both myself and with urban country jam, um, So Nashville is definitely like a place I love. It's like a second home, but it's definitely not a place I'm like ready to move to anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I I totally understand that. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's funny to, you know, finally get to talk to you and, you know, I see all your stuff and I listen to your your music and (laughs) I have to to say that you have probably the best one-two punch of anybody I've talked to to date when it comes to the talent and the business sense of this industry, you're, you're just killing it.
2: Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot.
1: Yeah. You know, because I see you, you know, you're out, you're doing all these things, you're promoting all these things, unlike a lot of other artists do, you know, or do as well as you do. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I, I'm sure that shows itself in your, in your business, you know, for lack of a better word.
2: I mean, yeah, it's hard. You know, being an independent artist is really hard. And you have to wear so many hats, you know. Um, You're not just like performing, you're booking your own shows and you're marketing your own shows and you're writing your songs and you're, you know, releasing them and doing your own press and you're being your own tour manager. There's just like so many things you have to do um, that no one really tells you about when you're like, hey, I want to write songs and perform them. Um, and that's also kind of where urban country jam came from just to like have a little more synergy amongst everything I'm doing and to have like a little more control over my own destiny Yeah. and other artists too, you know?
1: Yeah. No. So how do how do you discover, or not, I don't want to say discover, but how do you decide who gets on the bill for urban country jam? Is there a process there or do you just, you know, by the region say, okay, I want these people and, and go, go from there.
2: Um, I, that's like kind of a weird question. Cause I feel like it's been different every time. Um, when we did the first show in New York, I was, you know, kind of looking for other artists who lived in a similar space, you know, mm-hmm. that I was in my career and, um, kind of just like people that I really vibed with. Like we brought Annie Brooks down from Boston to New York for the first one. Um, and then like my co-writer, Tommy Cole was part of the show. So it was it was like a a mix of just people I had had connected with through social media and people that I actually knew and had close relationships to in person. Um, but I live in New York, so that's different. But after that show, Annie and I had been talking about bringing the show to Boston. Um, and I know a lot of New England artists, um a lot of the people that I know personally, no longer live there. They've moved to Nashville, but maybe they go back to the New England area and still play shows. So I reached out to some people that way. Um, And some of that, you know, is all about timing and if they're in town or not in town. And then Annie, fortunately, you know, has a really good relationship with so many artists in the area. Um, And so she just recommended a bunch of people and I reached out to some people and this is going to be an amazing lineup I'm really really excited about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am too. You know, it's it's one of those, you know, for the lo- to me for the local country scene around here it's it's almost like an all-star lineup.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. Also like I've been fortunate enough to connect with Jess uh, Callahan over at the Bull and she played some of my music on Backyard Country. Oh, awesome. um, and so I was in this lineup, you know, with a lot of these artists uh, who I'm getting to now share the stage with uh, soon. Very, very soon. I can't believe yeah. it's already almost I, here.
1: I can't either. You know, it's like, you know, I, I when when you and I initially talked about this, you know, October yeah. 21st or 22nd whatever the date is I can't even ever it's ever October
2: remember. 21st at October Loretta's. yeah
1: because yes, for me that weekend is so busy that it's like everything is blended together I
2: know it's so crazy <laughs> too because like so much planning goes into these things that you like you book something and you know there's a lot of planning and processing and there's steps along the way and you're like we have time we have so much time and now it's like finally here and I'm just I'm really really excited it's going to be an yeah. amazing night
1: yeah absolutely and and i think you know other i think other than gabby you're the you were the last person to that's going to be there that night to be on the show Oh, in april yeah i kept um, seeing
2: that you uh you were yeah doing podcasts with all of those artists which is so yeah cool.
1: yeah it, it's it's been a lot of fun so you know i i also have to thank you for a lot of this success and stuff you know because oh, without, without this without this show i probably wouldn't have reached out to a lot of these people. So, it, you know, thank you for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, having a platform for all of us to speak.
1: Absolutely. Um, so you're doing your thing. You've got this urban country jam. Um, you're playing your own shows. I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have a preference or is it all depending on what's going on?
2: What do you mean? Like whether,
1: whether you're, you know, doing the urban country gym thing, you're doing your own thing. Is it, is it all based on how you're feeling at the time on, you know, what, what you get out of it or is it all the same and just a joy to, you know, share it with whoever, whomever is there?
2: Yeah. It's all kind of synonymous at that point. Um, everything, you know, is part of my journey and part of my story. And, um, Yeah, it's all just really exciting, you know, whether it's, like, opening for other people, which is super cool. Like, I just opened for Willie Nelson, which was, you know, like, a bucket list moment that I didn't even realize was a bucket list moment until it's happening. It was, like, insane. Um, And you, like, ride the high of that. But then, you know, getting to see something like Urban Country Jam come together as a success, like when we did the one in New Jersey. You know, there's so much planning that goes into something. It could be really stressful at times, but then like when you're there and you see all the pieces come together and kind of know that it's uh, something that like we dreamed up and now we're getting to see it come to life. It really is so rewarding.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So how does does something like Willie Nelson come come to fruition?
2: I don't even know. (laughs)
1: Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough.
2: (laughs) A lot of hard work. Let's just say that, a lot of hard work.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, and and then I'm sure that the same goes for, you know, the other acts you've opened for in your career.
2: Yeah, I mean, some of it's hard work, some of it's right place, right time. Some of it's who you know, but it's like a combination of everything.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now, forget Urban Country Jam for a minute. You've got Mm -hmm. your own, you have your own music out. Um, Yeah. You know, you do release things as they come out. Do you have anything big coming in the next several months or, you know, what do we, what should we expect from you song-wise in the the near future?
2: Well, all the music that I've been releasing this year is part of an EP. It's a seven song EP called hindsight is 2020. And they're all songs that were written and recorded in my New York city apartment after the pandemic hit in 2020. Um, And they're all kind of like snapshots, screenshots of things I was feeling and experiencing during that you know, kind of crazy time for everybody. Uh, and it's been really cool to release these songs as singles. So the next single um, is coming out on the 22nd of October. So right after Urban Country Jam with the final EP and uh, title track coming out in November.
1: Awesome, awesome. Now are we gonna hear that song in two weeks?
2: You'll hear the song that's coming out, yes, for it'll be the first time that I'll play it for an audience.
1: Oh, awesome. That's, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. Now, what other kind of things can we expect from that night? Is there going to be a lot of collabs? Is it going to be, you know, I've heard from the artists playing that, you know, the kind of the format, but do you mind going into that?
2: Yeah, so the night's going to open up with a Nashville-style songwriter's round featuring daniel miller gabby patrice and russell james and then there's going to be three full band uh acts playing it'll be me and my band coming up from new york and then april cushman and annie Brooks.
1: excellent now you want to tell people how they can get in on this
2: yeah, so a bunch of the artists were selling uh, VIP tickets, which I believe are all sold out. But there are general admission tickets up on urbancountryjam.com. So grab your ticket and come on out. Um, it's gonna be a really, really awesome night, and I, I really am just so excited. So yeah,
1: don't I, miss it. Know, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited to be there, and I can't thank you enough for having me. And yeah, and I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I think it's, it's going to be exact knowing these guys and girls, the way I've come to know them in the last couple of months, it's going to be exactly what I think you're looking for in that camaraderie and that. Yeah. You know, family I mean, I think,
2: aspect. yeah, I think too, like, whether you know these artists or not, like you are just in for a good night of live music, it's going to be truly special.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um now, a couple more things before you know i everybody's schedules tight today so i again i appreciate you <laughs> changing some things for me I really no worries. Really
2: thank you so much
1: um long term right what is mm-hmm. what is what is your plan i is new york city the plan is nashville the plan is are you just kind of going with whatever happens
2: i kind of go with the flow because i learned pretty early on that anytime <sighs> you make a solid plan in this industry something happens that changes yeah. your course. But I mean, long-term goals is to be doing this for the rest of my life and to be releasing music and recording music and, and playing shows and touring and living on a bus. And, and that's, that's, that's the goal. That's awesome.
1: That's, that's, yeah. you know, that I think that's everybody. Well, I mean, that's my dream too, but I, yeah. <laughs> I think that dream has sailed for me. Um, but, um, uh, I just totally blank. Um, so, you know, your music is great. I think everything you're doing with urban country jam and giving these, you know, up and comers and these regional su- regional act support that you're doing is just absolutely fantastic. And Thank you. I think only big things are going to come of this, you know, this, this is a thing that should be in every city all the time.
2: That's the goal. Thank you so much. I mean, yeah, Boston's definitely the first one that's like officially out of town. Um, we're working on a couple of other cities and hopefully I'll return to Boston for 2022. So awesome. yeah, fingers crossed and I can't wait.
1: Yeah. So the last two, my last two regular, regular scheduled questions are um, if you wear in boots, what kind are you wearing?
2: Oh my God. I wear so many different kinds of boots with heels, without heels. High boots, low boots. I am like a boot girl. You will never not see me on stage in a boot.
1: Nice. Now, do you have? A, do you have a brand you prefer?
2: I don't because I like such a wide variety of yeah. stuff. So I don't.
1: Everybody has their own specialty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my my favorite personal question is: If you drink whiskey, what is your what is your go to?
2: Um, if I can pick only one, like I will go for a Jameson. Um, but I've been like really lucky to like try lots of different brands that I had never heard of before. Um, and uh, there's a lot out there and it's all really good. I did a bourbon tasting for the first time in Kentucky, which was so fun. Yeah. So it's just, there is a big spectrum, but if I'm like walking into a bar and it's like whiskey and it's busy and they're like, what kind it's Jameson.
1: Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. Um, Thank I, you. I really can't wait to, you know, connect with you in two weeks and really, you know, have a little more time together. And I, I look forward to that a lot.
2: Yeah, we will see you at Urban Country Jam.
1: Absolutely. And for everybody else, go get your tickets and, yep. and join us.
2: UrbanCountryJam.com, October 21st at Loretta's Last Call in Boston. It's
1: awesome. All right, Lauren, well, then I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you so much.
2: See ya. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, there you have it. My conversation with Lauren Davidson. Lauren, thank you so much for taking your time out to speak with me. It's greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, For everybody else who hasn't gotten their tickets and lives in the Boston area, um, Urban Country Jam this Thursday night, Loretta's Last Call down on Lansdowne Street, right outside of Fenway Park. Going to be a great night. Great music. Cannot wait. We'll see you all there. Again, always make sure to like our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, what else? TikTok, um, LinkedIn, you know, Venmo's out there as well. If you feel so inclined, I greatly appreciate it. Um, So until next time, you know, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Good night.